This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Manscaped and by Upstart. And nowadays, a lot of stuff that happens in the world of tech, and specifically artificial intelligence, gets compared to the show Black Mirror. Mm. It's just like Black Mirror. <laughs> now, how could they see it coming? Uh, a lot of times, that's being a bit overdramatic, and sometimes whatever technology that you're saying reminds you of Black Mirror is actually the already existing technology that inspired the episode of Black Mirror, mm -hmm. so you got it a little bit backwards. But a new AI patent from Microsoft is literally straight out of a Black Mirror episode. Not you, Elliot, no! <laughs> Uh, specifically, it's straight out of the uh, Season 2, Episode 1, Be Right Back episode. Now, if you haven't seen it or don't remember, the episode is about a woman who, while grieving the death of her boyfriend, signs up for a service that creates a chatbot of her dead boyfriend based on the online footprint he left behind. And that's literally what this new Microsoft patent is, creating a conversational chatbot of a specific person. Now, this diagram from the patent document lays it out simply. Receive requests associated with specific person. Access social data for specific person. Create personality index using social data. Train chatbot using personality index. Now, literally the exact same concept in that Black Mirror episode. Yep. But we also had Microsoft's Tay. Uh, and we'll get to Tay. <laughs> so uh, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole Tay thing makes me question... Uh, how successful they'll really be at this. But um, yeah. the description part of this patent gets more specific about how this would work. Quote, in examples, the specific person may correspond to a past or present entity or a version thereof, such as a friend, a relative, an acquaintance, a celebrity, a fictional character, a historical figure, a random entity, etc. The specific person may also correspond to oneself, e.g. the user creating slash training the chatbot, or a version of oneself, e.g. oneself at a particular age or stage of life. Social data, as used herein, may refer to images, image data, voice data, emails, text messages, dialogue data slash commands, social media posts, written letters, user profile information, behavioral data, transactional data, geolocation data, and other forms of data about a specific person. Delete everything when I die, please. Yeah. Burn it down. Uh, this seems very dystopian and, and um, unsettling, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it at all. It also seems like it just wouldn't work. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, like, you, are, you run all my fucking tweets and text messages and emails through an Nobody, algorithm. Look, That's not me. Also, yeah, no one that loves me uh, on a actual deep connected level that isn't just someone who watches the show or, you know, replies or talks to me on Twitter or something like that. Like my wife or my parents, they're not going to want to talk to the online version of me. No. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God, you know, God forbid something were to happen to our friend Shibby. And uh, his daughter, Ren, wants to, you know, grow up with her father around. And uh, they, they, they're like, we did it, Ren. We made, we made an algorithmic AI of your late father, Shibby. And he's like, hey, Ren, I like eating ass. <laughs> he loved eating ass. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. What? It's insane. He's like, yeah, we took all of his online presence and we uh, made an algorithm out of it. Yeah. Like, it's oh, like, no. the implications here are you would not want to talk to the online persona of your loved one. No. Like, my dad, I love him. But, like, if he died and my lasting memory of him was arguing every day about politics. Yeah, it's like it's like 2049 and you're like, hey, dad, how's it going? He's like, I ain't wearing no mask. <laughs> yeah, Trump like, 2020. <laughs> it's just like, what, what? what are you doing? <laughs> well, it's like, the, it's like a, a terrible purgatory to live in. Yeah. 
Uh, so anyways, in that past paragraph we talked about, there's a lot going on. Not only does this allow for uh, necromancy, but also for creating a chatbot of literally anyone, real or fictional, or even yourself, which could be useful if you're feeling lazy and don't want to be bothered. Uh, just let the chatbot handle your calls and emails. <laughs> hey, I'm on my break. Talk to my chatbot. <laughs> Uh, the list of social data conspicuously includes not just writing samples, but also voice samples and images. So chatbot is kind of underselling what they're doing here. Uh, so yeah, they do expand further on that later in the patent description, saying that they would use speech synthesis to create a voice font for the chatbot and either uh, 2D or 3D models for a more realistic human-like chat experience. Uh, this is great news for Kim Kardashian. Her dad is back. Yeah. Uh, it looks like, you know, she's going to be spending a lot more time with that hologram of the dead dad. Yeah, and her husband, Kanye doesn't need to be involved. You know, I never liked that Kanye guy, yeah. des despite what he programmed so me to we, say. So we took all the publicly available information about Robert Kardashian and put mm -hmm. it in this hologram. It's like, could you maybe have him not talk about OJ so much? <laughs> he All he wants to talk about is how OJ Simpson is innocent. Yeah. Uh, also, like they did... I mean, obviously not the same thing because this was years ago, but they did something similar with uh, Roger Ebert. Who, he lost his voice. Oh, well, and yeah. They pro and he had, but he had so much uh, footage of him talking that yeah. they were able to, like, But that was still him, just with a, a digitally created version of his own voice. For some reason, I felt like he was doing things after he died, but I guess I'm wrong. No, no, he just got the Stephen Hawking thing, but because he had so much recording, mm. uh, recorded uh, material of his voice, they were able to... Make his robot voice his own voice. Okay. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Completely different. But, like, like theoretically, like, his, yeah. his wife would go on and typey typey. Yeah. And... Hi, it's me, Roger Ebert. Yeah, exactly. Buy Litecoin. Total. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you're, if you're just thinking, I, I don't know, feeding your emails and your texts and tweets into an algorithm would be pretty insufficient for recreating your entire personality. Well, that's a big part of that Black Mirror episode. And uh, Microsoft's solution to this is to basically just allow for manually inputting personality traits, interests, etc. to fill in the gaps. And also, if all else fails, just sort of guess. Yeah, the uh, AI will take it, do the heavy <laughs> yeah. work. Uh, from the patent, conversing in the personality of a specific person may additionally include determining and or using behavioral attributes, e.g. user interests, opinions, etc., and demographic information, e.g. age, gender, education, profession, income level, relation status, etc., of the specific person and or persons determined to be similar to the specific person. In some aspects, during conversations with the chatbot or LU model, one or more conversational data stores and or APIs may be used to reply to user dialogue and or questions for which the social data does not provide data. The conversational data stores may comprise, for example, crowdsourced conversational data from dialogues, interactions, and or transactions collected from various data sources. So Microsoft's going to be like, well, I don't know what this guy, you know, did he like, uh, you know, mayonnaise? Well, uh, let's compare his, uh, his demographic data to people... Well, like, uh, uh, yeah, 49% chance he likes mayonnaise. Oh, I mean, I think it might go a little bit deeper than that. It might go to the fact where it's like, oh, this guy ordered from DoorDash, but he made sure to write no mayo in the special instructions. Well, but no, this is saying it's like for stuff they don't know, they would mm. just be like... Uh, oh, they just guess? Yeah, they'd just be like, all right, well, you know, people that are like you based on our, our uh, attributes here yeah. would say this. Can't wait to see what Hitler thinks about video games. But uh, the good thing is, like, if you're one of those, uh, if you're one of those dudes that um, 
like Ben Shapiro, for example, uh, who, uh, you know, hates Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, mm -hmm. is not in love with her. Absolutely, absolutely doesn't want to lick her. her feet. You could uh, conceivably make a uh, conservative AOC uh, AI. You just mm -hmm. be like, you input all this stuff, and then you, you, you flip a switch to be like, make her a Republican. And uh, <laughs> it's just and there you go. Ted Cruz in a wig. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think I'm sexy? Come on, Ben. Lick my boot. Uh, anyways, as with a lot of tech patents, this is probably just Microsoft planting their flag on an idea that's still a long ways off and may never fully be realized. Hopefully. I hope I'm gone before this takes yeah. foot. And I, yeah, there's going to be so much stuff we got to start putting in our wills. Just like, don't do this. Yeah. I really think that we are going to be the last generation. <laughs> we might not be the greatest generation. The last. Uh, or, uh, you know, Microsoft does manage to actually execute on it, but immediately attracts so much criticism and controversy that they have to pump the brakes a bit. I mean, that is what happened with Tay, after all, which is, if you'll remember, the Twitter chatbot that Microsoft unleashed upon the world five years ago. Uh, and uh, It was presented as uh, the AI with zero chill. Tay, D-G-A-F. Uh, <laughs> Tay was designed to learn from its interactions and... Uh, in less than 24 hours on Twitter, uh, Tay had done exactly that and turned into a full-on Holocaust-denying Nazi, which Microsoft, if they should have seen coming 100 miles away, but they didn't. So it is possible that with this AI uh, that lets you talk to the dead, they, again, haven't thought things through completely. I... Yeah. I, I mean... I mean, like, okay, so... I here... can see this happening, but also... Here's something that might... I guess be, uh, look, I'm trying to find some silver lining here. Like if it, if the thing you're talking to is like a, a generation or two removed to where you didn't have any actual physical, emotional attachment. Like if I was, you know, my, my great grandfather w was in fucking some war. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. I think it was World War II. Uh, but being like, hey, so, you know. What's it? What was it like back then, or something like having a conversation? Like I knew him for like I was like three years old when he died. So, but like I mean, anything you could get from that AI chatbot, you would presumably be able to get better from whatever source material they fed the machine to get it. Like I would assume it'd be like letters or whatever. Like there's nothing like. Look, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to find some use of it. it I, if they can turn my great grandfather into bonsai buddy, then I think that they're onto something. Just seems disrespectful. Like my yeah, like my ancestors swing in when I'm trying to write a script, and they're like, "Hey, looks like you need help with some pronunciation hey, and pretty, grammar." It's your grandfather, <laughs> Clippy. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. Clippy has become sentient. Anyways, moving on now to some Trump news. What? What? How is there possibly Trump news? Yeah, the fact that he's no longer president and can't tweet on the toilet anymore due to being permanently suspended means we are kind of in the dark about what Donald Trump is up to and we'll be hearing from him a whole lot less for the foreseeable future uh, unless he decides to run for president again in 2024, which is all good. Yeah. Uh, not the running again part, but the fact that we don't know what he's doing part. Yes. Good for everyone's sake, but he's also, he's still left a a whole lot in his wake. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not just U.S. government policy. Uh, he also left behind the Diet Coke button on the Oval Office's Resolute desk. <laughs> There's like, so I already saw a fucking like video, like someone being like, what the hell is like playing Joe Biden? What the hell is this? Pressing it in a bottle, <laughs> hits him in the face. Uh, yeah, Donald Trump, he actually had a dedicated button on his desk for Diet Coke. Uh, it's been a long four years and I'm not sure we ever even talked about it before. On the scale of things that he did that were abnormal, 
This is pretty low. Mm-hmm. You, you figure rich people can press a button and make soda pop up yeah. here. But uh, the existence of the presidential Diet Coke button was first revealed in an Associated Press article from 2017. Quote, a man accustomed to wealth and its trappings, Trump has embraced life in the executive mansion, often regaling guests with trivia about the historic decor. With the push of a red button placed on the resolute desk that presidents have used for decades, a White House butler soon arrived with a Coke for the president. Uh, it's like something when you're like a kid. You're like, when I grow up, I'm going to... I'm going to work in the White House and I'm going to have a button and I press it and it brings me my my Capri Suns every time I press it. You know, Trump was the first kid president. He was. He got McDonald's whenever he wanted. Yeah. A whole, like, that is like a dream. Being like, He got to get in the truck and be yeah, like, like burr, 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 burr. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he had the tiny desk, which by the way, Joe Biden brought it out and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, we already made fun of Trump for this. Week one, you're bringing out the tiny desk. The tiny desk needs to go in the Trump library. Yes, exactly. Which, by the way, he is uh, choosing not to... It should go in New York, right? Well, Trump is choosing to fund his presidential library uh, privately (laughs) through, like... uh, It's going to have blackjack Donations, which is just... It's surely... It is is definitely a money laundering scheme. It's going to end up, like... They're going to, like... That that, uh, tourist trap south of the border is going to turn into, like, a giant Trump theme park. It should... Probably make a lot of money. But yeah, no, he wants to do all the kid stuff. Hawaiian punch in the uh, in the uh, water fountain and uh, the button. Again, I think we did cover this because I believe we made the joke of him confusing the Diet Coke button for the... The, the nuclear button. Yeah, the nuke button. He did tell Kim Jong-un, he's like, I have an even bigger button than you have. And mine is shinier. And, and it, it works. actually works. And it gives me a Diet Coke. He is a kid president. I know. I'm, I'm telling you. We Look, it's like he's a horrible person that did terrible things. But uh, is this, yeah, like this would be Macaulay Culkin, like yeah. 1993. He's like, our kid president He's like, all right, everyone. Welcome See, to my presidential birthday. McDonald's for everyone. Now, here's the problem that I'm realizing is that history will focus on the buffoonery yeah. and not the terrible shit. What a silly man. Yeah, because like 30 years from now, it's like my kids or whatever. It's like, yeah, he was he had a fucking big button that would give him Diet Cokes. Oh, yeah. sounds hilarious. Wow. We should do that again. <laughs> Sounds like America was pretty great back then. We should do that again. We should make America great And you're saying that he ordered McDonald's for everyone? That sounds pretty cool. That's awesome. And he got to drive a big truck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And And fly wherever he wants to. And he loved boats. And Yeah. And he could stay at his own hotels when he traveled around. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, the Diet Coke button... Unfortunately, is now gone. Mm. Uh, journalist Tom Newton Dunn of the London Times tweeted last week, President Biden has removed the Diet Coke button. When Tim Shipman and I interviewed Donald Trump in 2019, we became fascinated by what the little red button did. Eventually, Trump pressed it and a butler swiftly brought in a Diet Coke on a silver platter. Jesus. It's gone now. Wow. And uh, now, to be clear, there's a lot of pedantry happening on Twitter. Um you can see this button in old photos of previous administrations. It's been on the desk for a long time. Obama had it. Bush had it. The button's been around long before Trump was ever there. What it was used for, though, isn't clear. For Trump, though, pressing that button meant one thing and one thing only. Bring me a Diet Coke on a silver platter. You don't want to know what the button did when President Matt Lauer was in office. Locks the door. <laughs> Locks the door. Uh, yeah, it's... Literally the presidential version of that failed Amazon button experiment. Oh, the dash button. The yeah. dash, where you'd get a different dash button for different products that had the logo on it. Yeah, just to turn your cabinet into a giant switchboard. Yeah. Like, uh, Jeff uh. Bezos shows up at your door with a silver platter. 
Yeah. Here's your macaroni and cheese, Mr. Dewberry. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. <laughs> so a dedicated button for Diet Coke on an otherwise pretty empty desk, it might seem a bit excessive. But keep in mind that Donald Trump reportedly drank 12 Diet Cokes a day. It's a lot. He's probably drinking a lot more now. It yeah. is his favorite beverage, uh, which is kind of odd considering the following Trump tweets from 2012 that are... Yeah, we had to dig these out of the Library of Congress because yeah. his account doesn't work anymore. Uh, I have never seen a thin person drinking Diet Coke. The more Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi, etc. you drink, the more weight you gain, question mark? Diet Coke tweet had a monster response. Damn it, I wish the stuff worked. The Coca-Cola company is not happy with me. That's okay. I'll still keep drinking that garbage. <laughs> People are going crazy with my comments on Diet Coke soda. Let's face <laughs> it, this stuff just doesn't work. It makes you hungry. Yeah, we've all been there. Hating, I mean, like hating ourselves for what we consume, but choosing to continue. He's clearly it. battling an addiction. Yeah, yeah. I looked it up. I did, I I I was like, that sounds like a an amount of caffeine that would kill you. But Diet Coke actually doesn't have that much caffeine. Twelve Diet Cokes is equal to about like two and a half cups of coffee. Oh, that's yeah, not bad. It's not bad. Hey, did Joe Biden reverse the jewel ban yet? No, and he <laughs> probably won't. <laughs> Be a lot cooler if you did, though. <laughs> uh, mm. He should get an ice cream butt. I'll tell you what. It worked. President Trump, it worked. I stopped smoking Juul when they banned that shit because they didn't have the mint and all the other flavors anymore. And I stopped. And it's been like 10 months, 9 or 10 months. Wish I could say the same. <laughs> anyway, um, hopefully down at Mar-a-Lago, Mr. Trump has uh, another button to ensure that he continues to be served a dozen Diet Cokes a day on a silver platter. And uh, based on what little we've seen, he does, it looks like he's having a nice time down there. Uh, he's golfing, he's waving at fans who continue to camp out nearby, uh, hoping to catch a glimpse of their favorite president. Uh, things are not all great, though. Uh, this weekend, two airplanes flew near Mar-a-Lago, one that had a banner reading, Trump, worst president ever. And another with, Trump, you pathetic loser, go back to Moscow. <laughs> Meanwhile, over at Mar-a-Lago, uh, the place, it ain't doing so hot. Uh, author Lawrence Lemer, who wrote a book about Mar-a-Lago a few years ago, claims a bunch of the club's $200,000 a year members have canceled their memberships because the good vibes are all over, and it's just not the same staying over at the home of a one-term president. Uh, this may or may not be true, but Mar-a-Lago's members aren't the only ones who don't want to be associated with Donald Trump. The insane clown posse this past week was quite upset to read the following paragraph from an article in The Atlantic. At noon tomorrow, our four-year experiment in being governed by the political equivalent of the insane clown posse will finally end. It is ending in juggalo style. Some have called it Trumpolo, violently and pointlessly, with a handful of deaths, the smearing of various bodily fluids, and a riot on the way out. After any bacchanal of this magnitude, the sober dawn is almost as disorienting as the hysteria itself, and the most urgent task after wiping the shit from the Capitol hallways is to prevent a repeat performance. No one's calling it... Uh, Trumpolo. That's not a word anyone's used. This person is clearly disconnected with reality. The yeah. it's been a long time that even the the most random sides of the internet love the insane clown posse now. Yeah, the real is shit. This person that's is like, remember in the '90s when people hated ICP? Yeah, I'm gonna use that to write my article with. Loser. Uh, anyways, that was the opening paragraph of an article called uh, What to Do with Trumpists by Atlantic staff writer Graham Wood, who I assume is 85 years old. He's not. Damn it, Graham. And if you know anything about ICP and their fans, the Juggalos, you would know that uh, what Graham Wood wrote is basically libel. They should sue. 
As New York Times uh, Taylor Re Lorenz, friend of the show, said in a quote retweet, I don't know how anyone could write something so wrong about Juggalos. Juggalos are notably a very kind, inclusive community. So many of their members have been outspoken against Trump. This is the exact opposite of what the broader Juggalo community stands for. And she's right. Thank you, Taylor. Yes. Very cool. Uh, comparing the Capitol Riders to Juggalos is especially idiotic, though, given that ICP held a huge rally near the Capitol just a few years ago that was covered extensively and was an entirely peaceful and positive affair. CNN's Daniel Dale said in response to this New Atlantic article that, quote, covering a Juggalo protest was the most pleasant reporting experience I've had in Washington. The Juggalos were unfailingly, sometimes comically friendly. That's a, when I took Elliot to his first ICP show. That's great. Elliot was blown away by how nice these people were. I've been were. to two now. Yes, exactly. Fantastic. I, got, I was like making friends with people. It, yeah. it never fucking happens. It, they're lovely people. And also, I cannot wait for the first ICP show back oh, after. It's, oh, it's going to be insane. So much Fago soda. I am going to get diabetes from all the Fago that I'm going to well, drink there. They use diet Fago. Good. Because it's uh, less sticky. Yeah, it's less sticky. Mm -hmm. Anyway, in response to the article, ICP's Violent J told HuffPost. I can't believe the Atlantic.com would hire a writer, presumably for his expertise in journalism, who's that off the mark, as well as an editor for his or her fact-checking abilities, who obviously lives within a reality separate from our own when it comes to defining who juggalos truly are and what they're about. The truth is that it fucking hurts, and it's scary seeing professional adults acting like savage bullies. Violent J, by all accounts, a wonderful father. Yeah. Uh, it's especially egregious given that The Atlantic literally published this article less than a year ago. Insane Clown Posse is modeling ideal pandemic leadership, with cover, uh, which covers how they canceled the 2020 gathering of the Juggalos out of concern for their fans' health and safety, uh, then donated a bunch of masks made from unused ICP merch, and stayed close to their fans via YouTube videos. It ends with this paragraph. Leaders elsewhere in both culture and politics have tried to maintain their prominence while telegraphing more ambivalence towards the general welfare by, say, touting dangerous and or unproven treatments to the coronavirus. Many celebs have turned out to only annoy and inflame during this crisis by flaunting wealth while asking for donations, preaching what they don't practice, or just openly lusting for attention. All that most people need from their figureheads, clownish and otherwise, is the level of concern that ICP imparts on the first song of its quarantine playlist. Watch your step. Take it easy. You can't replace what you mean to me. Goes the chorus of the song, be safe. Without you, tell me where the fuck I'd be. It's all about love, dude. Yeah. Uh, anyways, like any good journalist, when called out on this, uh, Graham Wood decided to double down with... When you make psychopathic spree killing the theme of your musical review, you make yourself hostage to this kind of distortion. And of course, he was then just viciously, rightfully ratioed with the tally when we checked being 148 responses, 11 likes, and 44 retweets. Every, all 44 of which were quote retweets calling him an idiot. So yeah. Asked by HuffPost how he'd define a juggalo, uh, Violent J said, welcoming, warm, funny, encouraging, creative, understanding, thoughtful, loyal, faithful, down to the end, open-minded, non-judgmental, trustworthy, funny as fuck, real, unique, down as can be, fearless, proud, loud, hardworking, deep, friendly, reliable, and fucking mad fun. I've never heard a more accurate description, but it makes sense because he is the leader of the jugglers. You got a character limit? Because I got, uh, I guess, some adjectives <laughs> I got some you. things to say. Um, well, nuts to that writer. Yeah. Speak twice next time you try to shit on. Yeah, or the maybe like clown posse. when you when everyone is pointing out that you're wrong, just be like, yeah, "All right, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, I I didn't know." 
And then maybe you should go down to an ICP concert after the pandemic because ICP would never put you in danger. So they won't have one until after the pandemic. That's right. And uh, experience it firsthand because it is a wonderful, welcoming experience and a lot of fun. That's right. Even if you don't like the the music or the lyrics, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. This episode sponsored by ICP. <laughs> anyway, speaking of those capital riots, though, the amount of self-incrimination from the rioters has truly been a masterclass in rake-stepping and self-ownage. Most of the rioters stormed the Capitol without masks on, despite being in the middle of a pandemic. And with their faces broadcast all over the internet, they've gradually been turned in by neighbors, acquaintances, and even family members who recognize them. Uh, Many of them also loudly and proudly posted about it on social media while it was happening. But some of the rioters managed to take things a step further in the self-incrimination game. Now, here's one example as reported by The Washington Post. When Thomas Fee got a text on January 6th from his girlfriend's brother asking if he was in Washington, he responded with a selfie inside the U.S. Capitol Rotunda as dozens of others who had just stormed the building waved flags behind him, federal officials said. In one message, Fee wrote he was, quote, at the tip of the spear, according to a criminal complaint filed Saturday. But Fee's girlfriend's brother wasn't asking out of simple curiosity. He is a special agent with the State (laughs) Department. The agent, who isn't identified in court documents, later turned the evidence over to the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force. Wow. Uh, Here's another. uh, Let's read from this government document about the arrest of uh, John Lolos. On January 8th, 2021, at approximately 3.30 p.m., John Lolos was aboard a Delta airline flight on the tarmac of Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport. Lolos was a passenger and was disturbing other passengers on the airplane by continuously yelling, Trump 2020. Due to the continuing disturbance, the flight crew decided to turn the airplane around and go back to the gate in order to escort Lolos off the flight. Metropolitan Washington Airport's Authority Police Department Officer Braddock was alerted to Lolos' activity and witnessed him return to the gate from the airplane, but did not detain or arrest Lolos when he returned to the gate. Delta booked Lolos a later flight to his destination, and Lolos continued to wait at the gate. So far, so good. But it continues. Approximately 45 minutes later, Officer Braddock was scrolling his personal Instagram feed and watched a video depicting several individuals exiting a doorway from the east front of the U.S. Capitol building during the aforementioned events of January 6, 2021. During the video, Lolos can be seen exiting the U.S. Capitol doorway, wearing the same shirt he was wearing at the airport, and was waving a red Trump 2020 Keep America Great flag hooked together with the United States flag, yelling, We did it! Yeah! After an unknown individual yelled, We stopped the vote. (laughs) After Officer Braddock watched the video and confirmed that Lolos was the same individual who was currently sitting at the gate, Officer Braddock alerted United States Capitol Police Dignitary Protection Division agents who were at the airport for other assignments. I bet I didn't even wash that shirt. It's pretty gross. It's two days later. I'd put money on the fact that he did not wash that shirt and probably has been living in it the entire it's time. It's probably got covid Oh, yeah. In the fabric. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure enough, they found the same flags he was holding at the Capitol in his luggage. And he's looking at some pretty serious charges now. And he could have just flown home from D.C. and not caused such a scene on his flight that they had to take him back to the gate. And he could have, you know, charged out or changed out of the clothes that he was wearing two whole days earlier. But uh, he didn't do either of those things. And the Capitol Police uh, really appreciated his help. Thanks for the tip, buddy. I have solved You're my own with crime. Us. <laughs> uh, speaking of rake stepping... Let's now update you on probably the biggest rake stepper we've ever talked about on this show. Martin Shkreli. Mm -hmm. Martin Shkreli uh, could have remained rich and powerful and under the radar if he had simply kept his mouth shut and not tried to become a celebrity after pissing off most of the country by drastically raising the price of a pharmaceutical. But he couldn't help himself, and the government decided, hey, maybe we should look into this guy. 
And, uh, of course, they found a fraud scheme that uh, almost certainly would have otherwise been way too unremarkable to warrant their attention, but, you know, they found it. While we're here... Anyway, so Mar- Martin Screlly has been in prison for almost three years now and isn't scheduled to get out until September of 2023, just in time to run for president. And that remains the case because Screlly's second request for early release has been, boom, denied. The first request, it was back in April when Shkreli made the case that his pharmaceutical expertise was desperately needed in the fight against COVID-19, but the judge called the request delusional and self-aggrandizing. The second request claimed that Shkreli is having mental health issues that have weakened his immune system and made him more susceptible to contracting COVID. But again, the judge rejected it, noting that Shkreli had provided no evidence uh, that he passed, and that he passed a mental health evaluation. Yeah. He could have just said that he missed his now ex-girlfriend. Yeah, I, I, they, I haven't seen any updates on that whole saga. but um, I'm sure she's doing fine. I don't know. I don't know how, if anyone who falls in love with Martin Shkreli could ever be considered doing fine. You'd be surprised how many people fail upwards. Anyway, Martin Shkreli does have a point about being at risk of COVID, but it's irrelevant to his mental health. I mean, it's just being in prison. Prisons mm-hmm. have been absolute breeding grounds for the virus since the pandemic began. And the prison that Screlly is in recently had 26 inmates and 14 staff members test positive. So there is a strong case to be made that nonviolent criminals like Martin Screlly should be let out early and placed under house arrest and or have their sentences deferred until after the pandemic. And I agree. Mm-hmm. As a Martin Screlly hater for more than half a decade, it pains me to say this, but free Martin Screlly. He does not need to be there. Yeah. I, I can't help but agree. Yes. Yeah. It's a bit silly. It's uh, This country is obsessed with throwing people in prison. And it's like, is that really necessary? Mm. Now, before we get into the headlines half of this show, this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Vroom. The Manscaped holiday is fast approaching. That's right. Valentine's Day is upon us, fellas. So make sure you're ready for wherever that night may take you. The fine folks at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Two million men are already trusting Manscaped products to groom, and you need to make sure that you're one of them. Your girl can't think of what to get you this year? Well, tell her to get the gift that's for you and for her. I am unkempt. Take care of me. (laughs) The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. It's full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by their revolutionary third-gen lawnmower 3.0 trimmer with advanced skin-safe technology and featuring a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Mm -hmm. It's also waterproof which prevents a mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink, especially when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow. It also has a light on it, so you can do it by candlelight, too. That's right. You don't need all the big lights on. You just get in the dark and just go for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, obviously, things can get a little stinky down there, so thankfully, they've also got the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your boys from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And guess what? They smell great. Uh, Their manly scent will definitely help set the mood, if you know what we mean. Uh, Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused old boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. And complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. I, <laughs> I, I like this scent a lot. I really do. It smells like... Uh, like uh, I don't want to sound creepy. It smells like dad cologne from the 80s. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I put it on and my wife was like, hmm, mm. how about that? Yeah. It's like... That's uh, what a man's supposed to smell like. Yeah, it's like doing like 
holding your thumb and blowing yourself up like Bluto. It's yeah. basically the same thing, except you're spraying it on. Get 20% off the perfect package for your perfect package by going to manscapes.com slash weirdnews. Your balls will thank you. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash weirdnews. That's manscaped.com slash weirdnews. Happy Valentine's Day from Manscaped. This episode is also sponsored by Upstart. Now, if you have multiple credit cards, you know that tracking multiple balances, due dates, and website logins, it can be stressful. Upstart makes things simple with one monthly payment in one place. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they access more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today if you go to upstart.com weird. That is upstart.com weird. Uh, don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain information provided in your loan application, go to upstart.com slash weird. All right, now for some headlines, starting with an update to one we, a story we talked about a little while back. Mm -hmm. Your cock is mine now. Hacker locks internet-connected chastity cage demands ransom. Well, some things shouldn't be connected who, to the internet. Who could have seen this possibly coming? See, the thing that I didn't think about the first time we were talking about this, though, is, um, I mean, unless you're a total freak, you're probably... You, there's a good chance you're not in the chastity cage when the hacker locks it. And so that's uh, the, all the examples they could find were people who were just like, yeah, I went to use my chastity cage and it wouldn't open. And yeah. then there was a message saying, your cock is mine now. Pay me one Bitcoin. Well, that's like, the thing is right. you only got to get one. Yeah. To make the news. One person getting locked in that thing is enough. So just by like, you know, just the odds, you're probably going to get one. You time it right. You're like, mm -hmm. hey, it's 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. The candles are rolling. Got the heart-shaped box of chocolates coming out. Someone's going to be wearing this device. Yeah. But like we said the first time, it's like, that might just enhance the kink for some people. Uh, yeah. Sir, do you want us to take it off? Uh, no. Fire department? No. No, I, I deserve it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I deserve I've been a bad Can you boy. spit on me and walk on me with your firefighter boots? Step on me. <laughs> LA's mysterious jetpack guy could actually be a human-shaped drone. And this is what we have alluded to for a while now, and yeah. it looks like it's coming true. Yeah, so there, some of the pilots who spotted it said they, they were shown a YouTube video of mm -hmm. it's basically just a, it's a balloon person with two drone rotors on it, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you ended up flying around, and it looks like a jetpack guy. Also, a lot of people uh, were yelling at us for spreading fake news. We never talked about the clearly fucking fake Video of the yeah. drone guy flying around on the tarmac of LAX that, like, I I, and I think a few news channels did fall for it, but, like, it took a month. Like, I saw that shit way we long ago. We reported on the news that people had spotted a jetpack man, but we never validated it with our fucking eyes or sent, like, the, uh... I mean, the, there, yeah. there, well, there were other videos. There was one uh, most recently from, like, a pilot shot it, but it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you just see it flying around. But, like, yeah, everyone's just like, see, it's fake. And it's like, yeah, the video you're talking about is clearly fucking fake. Well, also, was there was a video going around with, like, some TikTokers or YouTubers, like, claiming that they... Yeah, that's they, the one. They did it, yeah. But it's just, like... But the, that, the video they made is... It's nonsense, because it's, like... Yeah. It's taken from, like, right next to the tarmac, and it's, he's, like, flying around, like, right in there, and there's no sound of anyone reacting to it or anything. And also, like, you would be fucking shot. Yes. You, this guy would be dead. Mm-hmm. 
Homeland Security would gun you out of the sky if yes. you did that. The turrets would take care of them. But uh, yeah, this this inflatable thing, it makes sense because they, they, the FBI, they reached out to all the jetpack companies and they were all just like, yeah, what you're describing is like physically impossible. Uh, you, you, you could maybe make it to 3,000 feet, but you'd be up there for like 10 seconds tops and you'd have mm-hmm. to get the fuck out of there. And like, if this guy really is just floating up there for that long, probably not a real It's probably just one of those like party blow-up dolls. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? The, the jetpack man had a giant circular red mouth with a large recess in it. It appears that the jetpack man has three legs. Three legs. Anyway, speaking of our city, L.A., L.A. suspends air quality rules to cremate backlog of COVID-19 victims. Literally do not have enough crematorium space for all the bodies. Mm-hmm. So they have to lift the regulations. Yeah. So that we can pump they're, some more uh, body dust. They're all at capacity. Well, luckily, perfect week to do it. It's the first time we've gotten rain. Yeah. In a long time, so is, it's just gonna. It's very humid. It's the air pushing is it bizarrely down. Bizarrely clean. Yeah. Walk outside like. Maybe it's the, the kind of smells like nature. They're kicking up so much body dust into the sky. Yeah. That uh, that's what's seeding the clouds. Could be. Mm-hmm. Big if true. Yes. And they're providing us with rain. Well, thank you, COVID nineteen victims. Yes. Thank you for your service. Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle reportedly explodes in UK woman's home. <laughs> I was I was like saying with someone online, I was talking to someone that was just like, yeah, well, like, what if this was the the bit like at the end? There's always an explosive, but no yeah. one's ever gotten to the bottom of the candle because it's like, just a joke. It smells like a fucking vagina. What the <laughs> fuck? That could be it. Yeah, yeah. It's a prank. And it's a prank and by exploding, this woman has she's basically found the golden ticket. Now she gets to go to the Goop factory, yeah. and tour it with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, um, and she gets to smell her vagina. Yeah, yeah. That's the final challenge, and then the factory is yours. Yes. Teenagers offer free squirts of hand sanitizer to shoppers in Bradford, but it's super glue. And uh, UK teens, very mischievous. This is like this. Sucks. Obviously, this sucks. If you've ever accidentally like gotten su- like crazy glue or really good super glue in your hands, yeah. it sucks. You need like very specific industrial solvents to get it off. Like, but uh, it sucks. I was actually relieved that that was the answer because, uh, or that that was the thing because I was listening to uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and this was like a prompt of like, all right, now you guess what they had, and I, I was like, they're using semen. Oh no. Yeah, it was like what these ki- teenagers used free squirts of what. Uh, and I was just like, it's semen. And they're like, super glue. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. I don't know. Which which one would be worse? You let us know in the comments. I think super glue would be worse. Would you rather have uh, unsuspecting cum on your hands or unsuspecting hand sa- or unsuspecting super glue? I say I think super glue because you can wash your hands off really easily with the with the semen, with the cum. Yeah. Uh, but the super glue, you're like you you're rubbing it together. That's you're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked. glue would be pretty bad. Yeah. And then you can't even punch him in the face. You're just chasing him around like yeah. this. Yeah. I hope they go to jail forever. I didn't I don't know if they managed to get anyone with it, but they tried. Because mm. it was this is all based on like what one woman at this shopping center in the UK, she's like, I was about to say yes, and then they started giggling and I was like, What? It's semen, isn't it? <laughs> That's just they're teenagers. That's what I figured they would do. Yeah. Confused, jealous wife stabs husband after seeing her younger self in old photos. <laughs> Who is this skinny bitch? Who is this attractive woman? Oh, I'm too old for you. You had to find a new model, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, stab, stab, stab. Well, I bet she feels like a real dummy now. Oh, my God. You were looking at old photos of me? Yeah. Oh, that's so... It's very sweet. Oh, gosh. 
What a mix-up. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm... Love you, honey. I'm sorry I stabbed you three times, mm-hmm. but, uh, well... <laughs> Don't do it again! <laughs> Uh, it's now legal to compost humans in Washington State. Ah, another sign of the times. This is actually, it's, it's weird, but it's nice because mm-hmm. you can, the package deal means like after like six months or whatever, they give the compost to the family for your garden. So you can garden in your loved one's uh, compost. Yeah, that's great. I love yeah. it. Yeah, you can plant a tree in their compost and it's like, it's like they're still there, just like the George Harrison tree on Paul McCartney's property. Hey, George. Hey, George. You still Remember a, that time we jerked off? You still a tree? Remember that time we jerked off and then took the semen down to the local grocery store to put it in people's hands, Just a George? couple of British youths just coming in people's hands, right, George? <laughs> uh, lawmaker files bill that would establish Bigfoot hunting season in Oklahoma. I, I don't understand this. Is big Because Bigfoot's the Pacific Northwest. Clearly. That's, yeah. I mean, and like, then the, the Sasquatch, s- yeah, the Sasquatch is definitely, like, Pacific Northwest. Skunk Ape is Florida and Georgia. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma? Mm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, this is strange. And it's not, in case you're asking, it's not Denver Riggleman, because he was a mm. congressman from Virginia. He also got primaried because uh, he was too nice to the gays. Hmm. Sucks. He seemed like a well, mostly now decent person. We can expect a lot more Bigfoot erotica. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know what they're going for with this. I, I could not find a lot of information it's about tourism this. shit. It's the same thing as like in Georgia on the way to the to like where my wife's parents lived on the way to the wedding. Uh, they have like a Bigfoot expedition. They do yeah. tours of the, like the Appalachian Trail where like Bigfoot's been spotted, and like it's a whole industry. But this is like a hunting permit, so like you, well, people are gonna get killed. He, I, I mean, I don't know. There he is, the Bigfoot. I can see it being funny if like the Bigfoot hunting permit costs a lot less than like the the deer hunting permit. It's like, so are you going hunting for Bigfoot or are you going hunting for deer? Bigfoot, huh? Well, don't accidentally well, shoot any deer. Yeah. All right, one Bigfoot. Bigfoot permit. Yeah. That's the only way I can see this making any sense. It's just a way to, like, skirt uh, permit prices. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. If you live in Oklahoma, let, uh, fill me in. Yeah. An Ontario barbershop turned itself into a film studio to keep giving haircuts. Literally from uh, the Nathan For You uh, episode about smoking bars. Where they're yeah. like, he's like, wait. You can, if you're, if you're, as long as it's a film set, you can it's smoke not, yeah. in uh, anywhere. So he just turned a bar into a live theater performance. So that, that's Canadian ingenuity. Yeah. So the, yeah, this barbershop in Canada. I mean, I'd be if I had any of these fucking businesses, I would be pissed seeing, like especially here in LA. There's not as much the past month because yeah. they sh- they did shut a lot of it down. But there was a point like it was like full on. Yeah, like September around like my neighborhood had just my neighborhood had like three fucking. Shoots happening at once. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. And like, meanwhile, like businesses around the corner haven't been able to open their doors for like ten months. It's like, I make five dollars making bread. Please, please. Yeah. Let there, me sell my bread. There was uh, there was that woman who oh, we got all upset because they had like the catering yeah, outside. Yeah, she of had restaurant. to stop serving outdoor meals. They stopped they stopped the outdoor service, and then like the next day, a film shoot had its outdoor catering area. Set Which up is yeah, in the exact obviously same place. it's obviously extremely frustrating and hard to wrap your head around. But it's because everyone on that film set has been like tested every day. Supposedly, supposedly, yeah. But yes, it is absolutely aggravating. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, this barbershop, you go in and it's like, uh, they just, they interview you while you're getting your haircut. So it's totally fine. I, look, Netflix might buy the rights and we might get to yeah. see all the interviews. Normal people in barbershops getting haircuts. Mm-hmm. It's like the, uh, the new heavy metal parking lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Police say Oregon man who stole a car with a child in the backseat came back and lectured the mom about parenting. A wholesome Lady, time. what you just did is criminal. I, and I know. I'm a criminal. I, I like, he came back, yelled at the mom, was like, get this fucking kid out of this car, and then drove away in the stolen car. Yeah. Let this be a lesson to you. Mm-hmm. Don't leave your kids in the car. Yeah, this is, this is karma. Yeah. You know, actions have consequences. So, not, still not a cool crime, but, like, no. could have been worse. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it could have been a kidnapping. Exactly. So it's good. Let's not turn this carjacking into a kidnapping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let this be a lesson. Mm -hmm. Cocaine stuffed shipments of bananas ended up at Canadian grocery stores due to a drug trafficking mix up. (laughs) Whoops. Ah, but what a time to walk into a Canadian grocery store. Whoa. Whoa. That's no banana. That's like a banana sized like baggie of cocaine would be hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, like possibly at least thousands, maybe even like $10,000. Like, that's a lot of cocaine. That's a big discount you're getting with that banana. Yeah. And, of course, these, these fucking narcs are to be, excuse me, my banana has cocaine in it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the drug cartel did a little mix-up. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, the cocaine made it to Canada? Presumably, oh, there's geez. still some very happy people out there in Canada. Yeah, and some and some local level drug dealers getting just a shipment of normal ass bananas. <laughs> the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I'm high on potassium and I yeah. hate it. <laughs> uh, speaking of cocaine, Colombia's cocaine hippos must be culled, scientists say, but not everyone agrees. This is because yeah, Pablo uh, Escobar brought it. Yeah, it it's a population of like like something like two hundred or more. It all started with five hippos, so they're all inbred as fuck. And, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> sideways eyes but they're buck teeth the, yeah there's controversy because they're, they're obviously they're non-native species they pollute the water because they take giant shits yeah, they, and, they take uh, and the, you've seen the gif of the, the, <laughs> so funny <laughs> I love the way they shit so they yeah there's a lot of reasons to uh, want to get them out of there but then at the same time the Columbia hippos are in a lot of ways doing better than the hippos back in Africa where they come from, so they're like, uh, they're endangered in real life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fucked up if we kill them. Yeah. Uh, no one knows what to do. They're like, we should sterilize them, but it's like, you got to capture a hippo, and they're giant. <laughs> you and can't, it's not very easy. They'll fucking kill you. They yes. can run like 30 miles an hour, and their mouth is the size of like your entire body. They'll, yeah. they'll split in your And mouth. they swim fast as a boat could go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrifying animal. Just horrific. But so, they shit really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find the gym. It's very funny. Uh, and final headline, three megabits per second upload still fast enough for U.S. homes, Ajit Pai says in final report. Well, my job here is done. <laughs> you didn't do anything. Uh, yes, and you know, for my final report, um, everything about telecom in the USA is totally fine. I guess I did it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm off to work at fucking Verizon or some shit. Oh, for sure. Yeah, abs- I, I, wherever he ends up, Needs to be boycotted. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if the lob- the post-government lobbying laws even apply to, like, FCC, but Trump did pass that law at the end of his term being, like, like li- significantly lowering the amount of time that has to pass before you can go straight from the government into a lobbyist job. So I'm sure we'll be seeing Ajit Pai around. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Luckily, he uh, really made a name for himself, so people won't forget. 
No. No. And I think people, as opposite of like people remembering Trump for his buffoonery in the future, I think people are going to remember Ajit Pai very poorly and not just the giant Reese's mug that he kept trying to Ajit push. Pai? I haven't heard that name in 30 years. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that guy sucks. Is he Stupid dead? mug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. Uh, please check out our most recent episodes over here. We got a news dump. We got a tech news day. Check those out. Subscribe to the channel and we will see you very soon for some more. Look, we're not stopping. It's, we got a whole no. log. No. We're never ending. Never ends. Shave your balls for Valentine's Day.